It's the Chronicles of Aguna and it's an England special. You're listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler and you're listening to Harry Simeon. Hello and welcome back to a live edition of the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast brought to you by 90 Min. As ever, I'm your host, Harry Simu, and this is an England special. I promised you guys that we'll be bringing you lots of content with regards to the European Championships over the course of the summer. Of course, we'll continue to keep you across all the latest Arsenal news, all the transfer rumours, all of that will be right across it. But of course, we're also going to be shifting some of our focus to the European Championships. Today's the day that Gareth Southgate announced his provisional 33-man squad. And on this edition, I'm going to be narrowing that 33-man squad down to the 26 that he's actually allowed to take. Now, Gareth Southgate has been discussing uh, some of his selections and, and the reasons he went with a 33-man squad at this point. And it's largely due to the fact that I think He's still not 100% sure and he's worried about the fitness of a number of players who he'd like to see involved, but are, are of course, at doubts at the moment. So what I'm going to do throughout the course of this video or podcast, depending on how you're taking in the content, is I'm going to trim this 33-man squad down to 26. Of course, UEFA have allowed the countries to take an additional three players uh, to the tournament. It was supposed to be 23-man squads, but due to COVID, due to the demands of this season and how difficult and different it's all been, they've decided to make that allowance. So 26 players will be permitted uh, for each of the competing nations. But Gareth Southgate's got 33. So how do we break this down? Um, I'm going to break it down in a, in a very specific way. So I'm going to go with three goalkeepers, eight defenders, I'm going to go with seven midfielders and eight forwards, because when you look at some of those players who are in there as forwards, you can get away with some of them playing in sort of wide midfield positions as well. So it's a little bit misleading, I think, in terms of the way some of these players have been categorised. But based on that, what that you can see on your screen, uh, we're going to go through that. So the provisional squad, for those of you who are listening via the audio, in terms of goalkeepers is Dean Henderson, Jordan Pickford, Sam Johnston and Aaron Ramsdale. According to the uh, announcement in terms of defenders, it's Trent Alexander-Arnold, Harry Maguire, Tyro Mings, Kieran Trippier, Carl Walker, Connor Cody, Ben Chilwell, Reese James, Ben Godfrey, Luke Shaw, John Stones and Leeds United's Ben White. As far as midfielders are concerned, it's Jordan Henderson, Jude Bellingham, Mason Mount, Jesse Lingard, Declan Rice, Calvin Phillips, and James Ward-Prowse. And as far as forwards are concerned, it's Harry Kane, Marcus Rashford, Jaden Sancho, Raheem Sterling, Ollie Watkins, Phil Foden, Bukayo Saka, Jack Grealish, Mason Greenwood, and Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Let's start with the goalkeepers. And, and as I've mentioned, it's Henderson, Pickford, Johnston and Ramsdale uh, who have been included in this 33-man provisional squad. We've got to lose one because by my calculations, we can only take three goalkeepers 
to the European Championships, or England can only take three goalkeepers to the European Championships. And looking at that group of goalkeepers, I've got to be honest, I'm not overly inspired. You know, if you think back to the days when I was growing up, you were talking about England goalkeepers. You were talking about David Seaman. You were talking about Nigel Martin. You were talking about David James at his best. You were talking about top, top quality goalkeepers. And now we're talking about the likes of Dean Henderson, who's been in and out of the side at Manchester United. We're talking about Jordan Pickford, who is capable of pulling off incredible saves, but is equally capable of making an absolute howler. Sam Johnston, um, you know, made a lot of saves this season, but quite frankly, that was because West Brom were crap. And Aaron Ramsdale, I mean, I think he was a terrible signing for Sheffield United. So, I'm going to have to lose one of those goalkeepers. I think this one is an easy decision for me. Uh, the one I'm going to take out from this group is going to be um, Aaron Ramsdale. And I'm going to take out Aaron Ramsdale. Uh, where is he? Let me just uh, work out how to use this bloody thing. I've loaded it all up on. Uh, yeah, Aaron Ramsdale is the goalkeeper I'm going to lose from that group. Now, the caveat to that is that I would have had Burnley's Nick Pope in there and I would have had Nick Pope ahead of Sam Johnston. So if I had had my way, if Nick Pope was fit, which of course he is and he's been ruled out of the competition, then it would have been Henderson, Pickford and Nick Pope. Unfortunately, Pope's unavailable. So Sam Johnston goes in for me by default. So you can see what we're doing here. We're going to trim this group down until we get to the 26 that we think should actually um, be in the England squad for this summer's championships. Moving on to the defenders. Well, I think obviously this is kind of dependent on the way that Gareth Southgate wants to play. But I think you've got to assume that Gareth Southgate wants to be able to play both ways. And by both ways, I mean with a back four and with a back three. So I think you've got to bear that in mind when taking this decision, when looking at the players uh, that, you know, that should be going and the players that shouldn't be going. So let's start working our way through them. And we're going to start with uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold. There's been a lot of debate about Trent Alexander-Arnold. Should he be in there or should he not? For me, Trent Alexander-Arnold absolutely has to be in this England squad. He is probably England's best right back. Had a difficult season at certain periods. I think his form has picked up at the back end of the campaign. But Trent Alexander-Arnold is so much more than a right back. He is an incredible weapon going forward. He's incredibly competent from set pieces. And so for me, Trent Alexander-Arnold has to stay in there. When we're talking about the other right backs around, you're looking at Ben, Ch uh, sorry, you're looking at Kieran Trippier. You're looking at Kyle Walker. Um, Somebody like Ben Godfrey could play there. Rhys James is also in the mixture as well. I've gone with eight defenders here. So am I going to go a little bit heavy on right backs just because there is so much quality there? Um, we're going to decide on that in a minute. But if I've got to lose one uh, of the right backs initially, I'm going to lose Kieran Trippier. Now, I know Kieran Trippier has just won La Liga with Atletico Madrid. I know that. And a lot of people are going to point to that and say that I'm absolutely crazy, um, you know, for for not for not putting him in the team. But I, I don't really see the hype around Kieran Trippier. I think what Kieran Trippier brings to the table, aside from being a decent right back, is that ability to impact games with a really good set piece delivery. But if I'm taking Trent Alexander-Arnold, then do I really need Kieran Trippier? I would say no. 
I really like Reese James, so it's difficult for me to leave him out. Um, and I really like Carl Walker. I'll leave Carl Walker in there partly because I think he's he's a top right back, but also because I think if England are going to play with a back three, Carl Walker is quite capable, as is Reese James probably, of playing on the right side of a three-man defence. So that was the tipping point for me when deciding this. Moving over to the left-back position, the, the standout left-back from an England perspective this season has been Luke Shaw. He's been fantastic. He's been really, really good. Um, you need a second one, and Ben Chilwell is that second one for me. Uh, so those two stay in the side. And then we move on to centre-back. So we're allowed to take eight defenders. So, so far in that, I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. So I need to lose three players from what you can see on your screen right now. I'm going to lose Ben White um, because I don't feel like Ben White has done enough this season. There was a lot of hype surrounding Ben White when he, of course, um, broke onto the scene, uh, you know, with Leeds United last season. And then he's gone back to Brighton and I think he's done OK, but not particularly brilliantly. Very comfortable on the ball. Uh, plays in a very specific way. Probably another one who's probably better off playing uh, as part of a back three. But for me, Ben White hasn't done enough. And, it, and and as I'm losing people, I've got to lose Ben White. I think that Harry Maguire, as much as I think he's just a fridge, um, is probably England's most important central defender. Providing he's fit, he should stay in the side. Obviously, that does change depending on that, though. John Stones is alongside him, the other most important one. Uh, Harry Maguire is important, but John Stones is better, in my opinion. So John Stones is the more complete footballer. He's the one that will allow you to play the ball out from the back. So John Stones stays in there um, alongside Harry Maguire. Tyro Mings stays in there for me too. I think that Tyro Mings is incredibly uh, physical, has had a pretty decent season, along with Esri Konsa at Aston Villa who I can't believe, by the way, has not been included in this, this provisional squad. I would actually argue that Esri Konsa has enjoyed a better season than Ben White, yet Ben White was in the side and Esri Konsa isn't. I think Gareth Southgate's explanation or kind of what he hinted at was that Ben White's ability to play in different positions, of course, you've seen him play in a sort of defensive midfield role, uh, is, uh, is part of that as well. Uh, so, you know, maybe that played into it, but Esri Consas for me should have been considered, as should have Fikayo Tomori, who is pl playing really well for AC Milan and has helped them to secure Champions League qualification for next season. Another name that was talked about was Eric Dyer. Not for me. He has been literally Dyer. So he was not even in my thought process. Um, I I'm going to take out Ben Godfrey as well. Uh, because I don't think Ben Godfrey is quite ready yet. Um, it was for me, you know, you have to start thinking about uh, about how things might pan out. And, you know, if you look at England's centre-back options from what I've left, you've got Harry Maguire, Tyro Mings and John Stones as your core three. I think that you, you're looking at somebody like Kyle Walker to be able to backfill in a centre-back position if you switch to a three. Um, which is important. Um, and so I'm probably as well, because I think I need to, let me just double count this one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah. I need to lose one more defender. 
So the last defender I'm going to take out is Connor Cody. Um, again, a bit like, you know, a bit like some of the others in there when it comes to centre-back. I don't look at them and go, well, yeah, they're brilliant. Um, I know I've gone a little bit heavy um, on the right-back position. So I've gone with three right-backs, but it's because I feel like somebody like Carl Walker or Reese James, if they, if England did need to switch to a back three, they could do that. Now, of course, if Harry Maguire is not fit, if Harry Maguire is not available, then I do uh, take Connor Cody with me um, out of those remaining centre-backs. I would have taken somebody else, but that's what Gareth Southgate's done. So based on that provisional squad and the process of elimination from those players, that's what I would have done. Moving into the midfield positions, uh, as I've said, I will take seven midfielders. So here we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Perfect. Um, obviously, Calvin Phillips is a an injury worry. He's an injury doubt. And, um, you know, what, what are we going to do with Calvin Phillips? You know, it's a ridiculous decision by him to go steaming into a challenge. At the end of a game, Leeds had essentially won and put his place at the European Championships at risk. I, I thought it was absolute madness uh, from him, but he's done it and uh, and he's in a difficult position. Just talking through some of those options, obviously it's touch and go with Jordan Henderson. He's, he's back in training, uh, individual training that is, and I think it's important for England that he gets back up to fitness. I think Mason Mount has been incredible this season. Jesse Lingard has played his way into contention after a really good uh, spell with West Ham on loan. Declan Rice has been brilliant this season. James Ward-Prowse, similarly to what I was saying about some of the defenders, brings you a set piece threat, but is incredibly hardworking and industrious in there as well. Um, and then Jude Bellingham makes the cut. Um, and, and I think Jude Bellingham is fantastic. I think that, you know, if Henderson is unavailable or, or at least not fit enough to start the opening game, I would make a strong case that says Jude Bellingham should be the man to probably start in the heart of that midfield alongside Declan Rice. I, I think he's that good, honestly. Uh, so that's that's fine with the midfield. We're going to leave it as it is. Moving on to the forward positions, I've said that we can take eight. And how many have we got on this list? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, which means we need to lose two. Who are the two that we're going to lose here? Because you've got to kind of, I think, as a manager in a situation like this, be able to differentiate between the players who are on form and, and you know, are in contention, rightly so, purely based on a brief spell or a player's overall quality, i.e. what has he shown throughout his entire career? And I think somebody like Raheem Sterling here, is a prime example of that. Raheem Sterling, we all know, anybody who's watched football for the last five, six years knows what Raheem Sterling is capable of. Just because he hasn't always delivered to that level and, and you know, at that kind of standard doesn't mean, I think, that you should leave him behind. Um, because I think Raheem Sterling is still one of a select group of players in the England group that has the ability to perform at a world-class level on his day. And so for me, Raheem Sterling has to go. Harry Kane is the captain. Absolutely can't stand the geezer as an Arsenal fan, but he's got to be in there. There's no doubt about that. Marcus Rashford, another one, I think, over the course of what he's shown in recent years, he has to be in there. His ability to play 
if he needs to as a centre-forward, but equally from those right and left-sided positions is, is important too. Foden has to go in there for me. Um, you know, I'm looking at the, I'm looking sort of further down the list and I, I'm trying to work out who are the two that I'm going to ditch from this. I, I kind of feel like maybe we should ditch Dominic Calvert-Lewin or Ollie Watkins. You know, which one of them is it going to be? Because for me, they are centre forwards. Harry Kane is a centre forward. This England side, from what we think, is probably only going to play with one. So do you need to take three with you, especially given that Marcus Rashford can also, and I know it's not his favourite position, that he can also slot into that role too. So I think one of the first two that we've got to lose here is, is either Dominic Calvert-Lewin or Ollie Watkins. Which one is it going to be? I think Ollie Watkins has had a really impressive season. I'm just kind of bringing up the stats on Ollie Watkins now. You're talking about his Premier League stats alone here. And we're talking about a player who's come up from the Championship first season, 14 goals and five assists. Of course, that is um, really impressive. I think that Calvert-Lewin has, you know, had a good season too, 16 goals and two assists. The reason I'm going to lean towards Dominic Calvert-Lewin here and, and feel free to disagree. Let me know in the comments what you think. Let me know in the chat box. I'd love to hear from you. But the reason I'm going to lean towards Dominic Calvert-Lewin is not because Ollie Watkins is bad or because Ollie Watkins has had a poor season. But Ollie Watkins' strengths are different to those of Dominic Calvert-Lewin, in my opinion. And if England, in the middle of a game, needed to change it, I think that Dominic Calvert-Lewin is, is, is a more different option than Harry Kane in the sense of he loves an aerial battle. He's a bit of a hybrid as in terms of he can go in behind, but he can also drop deep and hold the ball up as well. And I just think that he's a little bit... Oh, this is tough because like the, the more I'm talking about it, the more I'm thinking maybe I'm making the wrong call here. Ollie Watkins has had a fantastic season, but for me, uh, of those two, he's the one that is going to miss out. Just, just about. Um you know, you look at some of the other options. Jaden Sancho, incredible talent, has to be there for me. Um, Phil Foden, incredible talent, has to be there for me. You can't leave Jack Grealish out, in my view. Which means it's now a shootout between Bukayo Saka and Mason Greenwood. And, you know, as an Arsenal fan, it's actually really tough for me to to even think about the possibility of leaving Bukayo Saka out. But let me give you the reasons why I might leave Bukayo Saka out. Not saying I'm going to do it, but why I might. Because in terms of outputs, in terms of what they actually deliver in the final third of the pitch, and we're talking about these players as, you know, players who are going to go to the European Championships and players forwards, right? Bukayo Saka doesn't really deliver, in my opinion, um, enough goals taking into consideration the minutes he's played. Greenwood has delivered more in the Premier League. He's delivered seven goals. And I think Saka, off the top of my head, I'm just checking this, has only delivered five. Yeah, that's right. Saka has delivered a couple more assists than Greenwood. But I think Greenwood is a better finisher. I think if there was one chance in a game and you wanted it to fall to either one of those players. On the edge of the box, from a slightly right of central position, cutting in on their stronger left foot, I think you would back Mason Greenwood to find the far corner more 
then you would back Bakayo Saka to do that. So that's the reasons for Mason Greenwood. But when it comes to Bukayo Saka, he brings an incredible versatility, something that nobody else in this England squad can bring to the table. You're talking about a player who could fill in at left back. You're talking about a player who could fill in in an attacking midfield position on the left wing or on the right wing. Bukayo Saka has it all. And because of that versatility and because of England being quite top heavy in those positions anyway, and we're talking about the forwards, but we've not even considered that Mason Mount probably, if he does get in the side, plays as one of the more uh, plays as more of a forward than he does as a, a deeper midfield player. Then I think you've got to take that versatility into account, and you've got to decide, um, you know how you've got to take that versatility in account and you've got to think about the eventualities. And the thing with tournament football is it's very different, right? You, you, you mess up in the first game. You've only got two games to put it right. You need to be able to have options and to be able to change things and quickly. And I think Bukayo Saka and the trust that you can put in him to go on into a different position and play there and play there well is why he goes in there uh, for me. So sorry, Mason but I'm taking you out, mate. Um, I'm taking Mason Greenwood out. So that is my England 26 for the Euros. Let's just count it and make sure that it is 26. So we've got three goalkeepers um, in Dean Henderson, Jordan Pickford and Sam Johnston. We've got Trent Alexander-Arnold, Harry Maguire, Tyro Mings, Carl Walker, Ben Chilwell, Reese James, Luke Shaw and John Stones as my eight defenders. Moving into midfield, we have got Jordan Henderson, Jude Bellingham, Mason Mount, Jesse Lingard, Declan Rice, Calvin Phillips, if of course he's fit, uh, and James Ward-Prowse as my seven midfield players. And then my eight forwards are Harry Kane, Marcus Rashford, Jaden Sancho, Raheem Sterling, Phil Foden, Bukayo Saka, Jack Grealish and Dominic Calvert-Lewin. I want to caveat that with if Calvin Phillips is unavailable, then I bring Mason Greenwood back into the squad rather than bringing in some of the midfielders that have been talked about. A couple of honourable mentions or one honourable mention that I really want to give. I'm not too fussed about the other one. I know there's been a, quite a bit of disappointment about Danny Ings uh, not even being sort of considered. But for me, the one that I think is, I'm not going to say criminal because that's probably a little bit over the top, but there's a certain part of Yorkshire that will be incredibly disappointed that Patrick Bamford has not even been put in this provisional squad. Patrick Bamford, who so many people wrote off this season, who's played an incredible amount of game time for Leeds United. He's he's played 90% of their total minutes overall. He scored 17 goals in the Premier League and provided eight assists. That is an incredible return um, from Patrick Bamford. He's so good as a centre-forward. And only Mohamed Salah and Harry Kane, right, have scored more goals than him in the Premier League this season. So I'm really surprised that Patrick Bamford has not even been um, included in this 33-man provisional squad. I, I think it's a weird decision, a strange decision on Gareth Southgate's part. And I don't really understand it, if I'm being completely honest. Maybe he's thinking what I was saying a little bit earlier on about the fact that he's probably only going to play with one out-and-out centre-forward. And Bamford doesn't necessarily have the ability to play on the left or the right of a front line. And that may have played a part. 
So just to recap, let's say, let's show you the names that we've taken out of the 33-man provisional squad. Mason Greenwood, out. Ollie Watkins, out. Uh, who did I just uh, take out there? Connor Cody, out. Ben Godfrey, out. Ben White, out. Kieran Trippier, out. And Aaron Ramsdale, out. So uh, that is uh, those are the players that miss out for me. And I'll just quickly run you through, for those of you listening on the audio, the full Harry Simeon England squad for Euro 2020. Dean Henderson in goal. Jordan Pickford and Sam Johnston would be the other two. I'm not saying Dean Henderson is the number one, by the way. I don't know why I said it like that. Uh, so just to make that clear, my goalkeepers are Dean Henderson, Jordan Pickford and Sam Johnston. Only because Nick Pope is not fit. Otherwise, Johnston's out too and Pope comes in. Defenders, Trent Alexander-Arnold, Harry Maguire, Tyro Mings, Carl Walker, Ben Chilwell, Reese James, Luke Shaw and John Stones. In midfield, Jordan Henderson, Drew Bellingham, Mason Mount, Jesse Lingard, Declan Rice, Calvin Phillips providing his fit and James Ward-Prowse. Forwards are Harry Kane, Marcus Rashford, Jaden Sancho, Raheem Sterling, Phil Foden, Bukayo Saka, Jack Grealish and Dominic Calvert-Lewin. This would have been a lot tougher if they were only allowed to have the three man, uh, 23 man, sorry, uh, squads that we thought was going to be the case. But with 26, it's a little bit easier for Gareth Southgate. And he's got less of those difficult, tricky, tough decisions to be making ahead of the tournament. So I hope you've enjoyed the England special. Don't forget to hit the like button and subscribe to the channel if you haven't done so already. Let me know the six players is it six? One, two, three, four, five, six. The seven players, sorry. Let me know the seven players that miss out for you in the live comment section. I'd love to hear from you guys. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you like the video. Make sure you click on the link in the description. Sign up to become a member and check out our sponsors, manscaped.com. Uh, for all your male grooming needs, you can enter the discount code 90min20 and you'll receive 20% off of your order as well as worldwide free shipping. So that was our England special. As promised, we're going to be bringing you lots and lots of Euros related content over the course of the summer, but we're not, I repeat, we're not taking our foot off the gas when it comes to Arsenal. The big story today, though, was Gareth Southgate announcing his 33-man provisional squad ahead of the European Championships. Let me know your thoughts below and I'll catch you all very, very soon with more. Until next time, ciao. listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon.